That would have been a good idea, but I think it's a little late now, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Well, we're on air. No! Okay. Um, welcome to Really Bro, episode four, because you wanted some more. I hey. think we should call it that. That's just me. I'm down. Okay. Probably not going to call it that. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to our very well-prepared uh, episode. We have been working on this one for- Quite some time now. I'd say weeks. Months. I think I've actually been preparing for this since I was a kid. I was born. Okay. But when yeah. I was like in the womb, yeah. I was thinking like episode four, want some more. Episode four, you want some more. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Um this week was uh Super Bowl Sunday. Very exciting time for some people. Uh I think it's like the most watched event in uh in the US. Yeah, although I heard viewership true? numbers were like the lowest they've been in ten years really? this year. Yeah. Oh dude, the audience, the audience there was there was millions of people in the audience. Uh the most the most ever recorded at an inauguration. Wait, I mean football game. At Donald Trump. <laughs> but yeah, the Super Bowl happened this past weekend, so we thought we'd start with some yeah. quick Super Bowl reacts. So um, what's like your fir- you watched the game, right? The whole game? Yeah, I did. Uh what's the what's your first thoughts like coming out of it so you may have heard it in my voice when i said that i watched the game with some trepidation uh for multiple reasons i was incredibly disappointed with the super bowl this year um first of all i thought it was super boring uh what was the final score like 10-3 uh, i was 13-3 13-3 someone okay. didn't watch the whole game bro no i did i did i just forgot the score because it was that boring uh wow. it wasn't even worth remembering the score um, someone doesn't respect defense i thought i was watching a football game but it turns out i was watching uh, a soccer game a high scoring soccer game or maybe ba- maybe a baseball game that seems like a more accurate score for like a baseball game wow, you have no respect for defensive beauty okay excuse me these are my reactions okay 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 these, these are my reactions i'll respond later that's um, fine that's fine i knew 100 that the patriots are going to win the whole time so it was not exciting um the only thing that was exciting though is the um the patriots are now tied with the steelers for the most uh super bowls of all time let's go yeah. and um this just reconfirmed even though he didn't like he didn't get any touchdowns tom brady is the goat and like leads leads the team any situation any situation to the win like there was there was no doubt in my mind that they would win the entire time even like when he threw that pick I was like, Dude, mm-hmm. this is Tom Brady. Uh, other reacts, the NFL sucks. Um, I do not like the NFL. I do not like Roger Goodell. The only satisfying thing from this game, was, besides from the fact that the Patriots won, is that Roger Goodell had to hand the trophy uh, to Tom Brady. That must have just made him feel like the weakest person on earth, which he is. Um, so at you, Roger Goodell. Um, sorry, I'm being like a little bit harsh because I'm kind of tired. But uh, No, I mean, it's justified. Roger yeah. Goodell's just like a... Flat out terror. He's like Jabba the Hutt. He does everything wrong. Like right. I, I, I usually don't try to be like, like I try to only critique people in leadership positions uh, when I really think is justified. And I like really think critiquing him and like criticizing things that he has done is very justified. Um, not just for, um, not just for suspending Tom Brady for something that was never proven, um, but also for the way he's handled like the Kaepernick situation, um, the like fake social mm. justice parade that he continues to put on, um, like the fakeness he has in like actually caring about players. I just don't respect him. So yeah, I uh, I had to put on my negative pants there for a minute, which wasn't super fun. Um, Evan, what was your what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Usually, I'm a pretty positive person for the That's record. That's true, but you know, I'm gonna keep the negative pants on for oh, just a okay. minute. Okay. You mentioned briefly like the facade of social justice that the yeah. NFL's put on, and I just want to talk more about that. Oh, it's so fake! I, it was so fake. I was watching. 
I was I was debating whether or not to watch the game because uh-huh. like I very su- stand with Cap, very supportive of Colin Kaepernick. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady Neil, was, Neil with Cap. I don't yeah. know. I don't like. Yeah, actually, I think that's that true. irony should be. I think the phrase should be changed. Like it's just too ironic. He does stand the rest of the time that it's not the national anthem though. But I, so I does everybody else. Well, not people in wheelchairs. That's ableist. You really think that's what I was talking about? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, isn't it ableist to say stand with like you can't stand with Cap if you're in a wheelchair? Okay, let's let's do like be in the general vicinity of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. How's yeah, that? Yeah. Um, hang out with Cap. I like that one. That'd be cool to hang out with Cap. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, honestly, that he, we should get him on the podcast. That that would be sick. at Colin Kaepernick. If you want to come on the podcast, just let us know. Yeah, we'll be working on that. But anyway, what really struck me about like the fakeness yeah. of this social justice was they had they had like some big names on the field. They had Representative John Lewis, mm, who of hero. course, yeah, hero leader in the voting rights um, movement of the 60s, longtime congressman, founding member of the Congressional Black Caucus, and then they have Bernice King, who I think is the granddaughter of Martin Luther King, or Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And I was like, huh, I wonder how they got them out here. Mm -hmm. And then I realized they showed an ad afterwards, and it looks like the entire social justice involvement of the league around getting those two out there was going on a quote-unquote social justice tour of Atlanta, which literally just involves visiting historical landmarks. Yeah. So at the NFL, if you want to be on board for social justice, A, sign Kaepernick, show us you're serious. B, actually do stuff that's for people other than you. Right. Honestly, I would be semi-satisfied if you just gave Kaepernick a job. Like That would be so symbolic. It would. Because the thing is, they like the reason they're not doing it is because they will get so much hate from like their viewership. Mm-hmm. But like, I really think that would be like a big symbolic move. I'm not saying I would like like Roger Goodell if he did that, but like that would be the right thing to do. I agree. I do think though it's important to look at the NBA as a model here because the NBA has actually backed up their talk. Adam Silver, that's my guy. Yeah, Adam Silver. Shout out Adam Silver. Like yeah. he's been very smart about that. I think that should be a model for the NFL. Mm-hmm. In terms of the actual football, I think people are being too negative about the game. Really? To me, like I grew up watching Big Ten college football. To me, that felt like I was right back at home just watching a Big Ten style defensive battle in the trenches, people mm-hmm. locking off the passes, like really, really, really strong defenses. It was honestly enjoyable for me to watch just from like a strategic perspective, uh-huh. just seeing like what the defenses were throwing at the offenses and just like seeing how the offenses like tried to and mostly failed to respond. Yeah. My other takeaway from this game is Julian Edelman, great performance. I would say Hall of Fame performance. Ooh. But and just a sick beard. Yeah, facts. Oh, like I envy his ah, beard. So cool. <laughs> but Stefan Gilmore, cornerback for the New England Patriots, should have gotten the MVP mm. just because he was the emotional leader of that defense and he got one of probably the game ceiling interception. Mm. Is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Like I do not think the Patriots would have won that game if he didn't get that interception. I feel like they it's so hard for a defensive player to get an MVP though because it really like, is. it's not as sexy of a position and like Ooh. It, and it and MVP is decided via like popular vote, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think it's I don't know how they decide MVP actually. Yeah, they have people vote. Okay. Like you know in the broadcast when they're like uh voting is now open for the Super Bowl MVP. Really? Oh, Maybe they that. consider that among other things. I think they consider that among other things. Okay. It can't be gotcha. just that. Okay, got you. But like in it, with that component, I feel like it's really hard for a defensive player to get MVP unless That's they make like true. unless they sack the like I feel like uh someone who sacks a quarterback multiple times could yeah. could get it potentially. And honestly, I think we saw this in 2014 too. Like in my opinion, like Tom Brady literally gave his MVP truck to Malcolm Butler after yeah, that yeah. game ceiling interception. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Just food for thought. Yeah. Also, by that point, if there was voting, a lot of it had already happened. That's true. Because they do it like halfway through the game, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe they don't really consider it a popular vote. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Ooh, 
That's tough. I would say probably the Doritos one with Chance the Rapper. Oh, yo. Yo, that was so sick. That was uh, Doritos commercials are always the best. Yeah. What, what was the song? It was with the Backstreet Boys, right? Oh, oh yeah. Remember. It was like, um, I want it that way. Yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> like that song that nobody actually knows the words. <laughs> yeah. Just, they don't tell me why in that way. And like, yeah, that's kind of yeah, yeah. it. It was kind of crazy to see him dancing with the, the Backstreet yeah, Boys. Yeah, that was, that was funny. I'm surprised he like agreed to do that. But Yeah, he. I mean, he's, he's got it. The reason he did is he's probably dropping a new album soon. I hope so. Yeah, I hope it's so been too. Way too long. I had Chance the Rapper, please drop your new album. And soon. not just two songs. Like the songs are sick, and I like the fact mm-hmm. that like I like the cover art on them. But like, Chance needs to drop an album. Yeah. If, if Chance drops an album, we might just like play his whole album for one of our podcasts. I would be down. Actually. I would be down. Like he deserves all the all the promotion he can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was your favorite? Ad? Um, good question. Um, my favorite ad was, I think it was like a phone commercial of some kind, but basically what they did is they had this guy, they invited this guy to come to a first responder event and, or like a first responder station with like firemen and first responders. And, uh, they had him tell a story and then they revealed to him that the people who saved his life like 10 years before that were like in the room and they like introduced themselves to him. And he had like gotten this, gotten in this accident where he like almost died. And like Mm -hmm. these two people, because they showed up on site, like totally saved his life. Right. Um, and it was just like, honestly, I cried a little bit. Like, like my, my eyes definitely welled up. And so did the person I was sitting next to, like they, they cried a little bit too. Um, I remember that was a really sweet ad. That was really sweet. It was like, it sucked that it was like very much uh for like commercial gain yeah. but like wow that and was also the pretty thing, great the thing verizon said at the end about like we make sure the call gets through that's not actually true just like based off the way 911 calls work you can make a 911 call off a cell phone with no service can you yeah are you sure yes positive should we try it no why not because then we're gonna get an ambulance over here that's true one. that's true that's true we don't my friend actually when I when I first met him at Stanford, I gave him my phone, and he jokingly put in as a number nine one one. Then he pressed call instead of like add contact because he has oh. like a he has a different kind of phone, and like that it's the same area that you press to put in a contact okay. as it is to call on Wait, my phone. Wait, so what happened? So it, it called nine one one, and they picked up, and then he hung up right away because because oh. he was like freaking out. And then they call. I had to leave, and they called me back, and uh, I couldn't think of like an aver- like an adequate response. Like I didn't know what to say. Like my dumb friend, like. My dumb friend called you. Sorry about that. Like, I should have said that. But, like, I stupidly, like, the first thing I came up with was, like, uh, I'm babysitting some kids, and they, they called you by accident. Sorry, I won't make sure it happens again. Oh, God. And the, <laughs> what did they say? The woman was, like, be a better babysitter. <laughs> I was, like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, That's but, funny. But, yeah. Babysitting some kids. I yeah. mean, Loki, like, that kid sounds like he needs some babysitting. Not going to lie. Yeah, honestly, he does. And he's older than me, too. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, my that was definitely my favorite ad, and I it was just like a tearjerker. I didn't think there were too too many like funny ads this year, but like that one was pretty meaningful. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thank you for your NFL takes. Before we get into our so first formal. topic, I'm a formal guy. Okay. Yeah. I Look mean, at like, what you're wearing right now, bro. Okay, I'm wearing a hoodie and jeans. <laughs> you're the opposite of formal. <laughs> I have formal inside. And I give off informal vibes on the outside so I don't scare people. What away. is formal inside? Is that just like good blood flow? It's BS. No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so informal. It's not even funny. So now that we're done talking about the NFL, also known as the No Fun League, Sammy, do you want to Or the No f- Given League, but the G is silent. Ooh. Because real G's move in silence like lasagna. Whoa. I just, is lasagna I just came up with that shit. Yeah. The G in lasagna. Lasagna, lasagna definitely makes noise. Like it makes like a splat. You know what I mean? 
No, no, the G in lasagna is silent. Oh, lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> it's been a good day today, y'all. Um, I just, I just gotta say that I'm proud of myself. That was a bar, actually. Yeah. Um, well, no, the the real G's moving talent like lasagna. That's not my bar. That's Lil Wayne's bar. Oh. But equating it with the NFL, the no f's given league because the G is silent like lasagna. That's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's a derivative of Lil Wayne. <laughs> still, still. Shouts out Lil Wayne. Um. Anyway, Sammy, what are we talking about today? Oh, today we are talking about uh, some fun stuff. Up first is the good old Disney movies. Ooh. Uh, we love Disney movies. We really do. Staring at the edge of the water. That's for later, bro. Yeah, you're um, right, you're right. And uh, we're also going to talk about, in the spirit of uh, the NFL, we are going to talk about contact sports, Ooh. Uh, especially among like guys from day one when you're born to uh, where we're at right now, which is like we're 18, 19 years old. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Just a quick disclaimer, uh, it is midterm season right now, and we are both feeling the brunt of a lot of midterms, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Coherence might be slightly better, <laughs> I think is what Sammy's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to call the uh, call KZSU and be like, are those hosts high? Because yeah, we are we not are high not. right now. We are just tired. Um, we're just tired as f- And uh, yeah, it's like 10.30 p.m., and I have two piece sets to do tomorrow. I don't know about you, Evan. I also have a piece set to do tomorrow. Hey, so. bet. No, you have two to do tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah. I finished one, though. Oh, okay. Sick. So you're a little ahead of me. I guess. I'm almost done with one of them. Okay. I'll say that, and I'm about a fourth done with we're really, it. We're really living out here, honestly. We're f- <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. But for right now, we are not focusing on school. We're focusing on good old-fashioned Disney movies. Yeah. Evan, what's your favorite Disney movie? Moana. What? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Of all time, not just like recent? Of all time. Whoa. And I'll tell you why. Okay. It was the first Disney movie. First of all, it was the first Disney movie I saw in theaters. Uh-huh. Um, and it's probably the one I've bonded the most with people uh-huh. over. The the other- Just because of the music? The music, the soundtrack. Like, once you start singing the soundtrack, everyone sings along. Yeah, yeah. Um, no doubt. The only one that even comes close, honestly, is Mulan. Mm. Also a great movie. Yeah. But oh, dude, I haven't seen Mulan. Moana was the first Disney movie I watched guilt-free. Really? Yeah. Why would you be guilty about watching a Disney movie? I don't know. I guess it, w- it was just like, it was a thing. Like, I, w- I was pretty sure I wasn't supposed to like Disney movies. So. Why? I didn't. Because men are supposed to like football movies. What? <laughs> What's a football movies? movie? Like Rudy? Or like, uh, have you seen Rudy, by the way? I have not. Dude, it's so good. Oh my or God. like I don't know, like or uh, the longest yard. That's also a football. Yeah, movie. also or like so or like a baseball movie, like the Sandlot or something like that. The Sandlot is sick. That dude. is a great. That's movie. like, like my, no my dig, no dig at those ever. movies. All of those movies are great movies. Yeah, what's the like famous line from Sandlot? I don't know, dude. What is it? I need to look this up. That's really right. unsatisfying. But I would say for me, like Moana as a movie, because it's about the journey, right? And it felt it felt somehow a little more genuine than the rest of the Disney movies, mm-hmm. and just like really, really well executed. Right, like it was a strong little girl who's like going out and like everyone else is telling her no, but she knows what she needs to do to save her people and save ah, the planet Earth. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Ooh, legends never die. That's deep. I know, right? In your mind, Moana, hero, legend, neither. Ooh, I like that. You kind of like combine the yeah. two the two tangents we were going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, actually. Wow, that's pretty coherent One, like, for uh, someone with a cold right now. Yeah. One mega tangent. Um, Moana, hero, legend, or or what? Neither or both. I think Moana. Well, can she be more than one thing? Yeah. Because Moana is a legend, but she's also like a goddess. I feel like. Um, is she? Yeah, I feel like. Wait, she, no, that was Maui. 
No, but I feel like at the end of the movie, like when you're thinking about it, it's not like she's literally a goddess, but like in concept, like she becomes a god in your mind. Like who are you actually thinking about when you think back to that? Um, when you think back to like why you worship Moana, it's not because of like Maui. It's because you're like, holy shit, like that's Moana. She's a freaking goddess. Like, cause there's multiple theories of God, right? There's like literally like a God, like a Hawaiian God, okay. like Maui. Yeah. And then there's like, wow, like that dude's a God. That girl is a God. Like Moana is a God because like not only is she a legend. Isn't that just shorthand for legend though? Possibly, but like it's just another, it's just another level up, right? So there's like, I feel like there's like. Um, like someone you look up to, then there's like hero and there's legend and then there's God slash goddess. And there's like, there's multiple tiers in between. Like there's infinite p- tiers in, in between of like status of like how sick you are. Oh. But I feel like Moana is like goddess level. Yeah. yeah I guess she did save her entire people. God. God is. You don't know God, that. God don't like, assume God their like, gender. Don't assume their gender. God like human. God like human. Demigod. 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 <laughs> Moana is a demigod. Yeah. I feel like that is a subtext that people don't talk about. I actually no. think in the movie they intended for her to be seen as a demigod. Right. Because, like, I don't know, Maui, like, he has, like, the powers and he can do all the crazy stuff with his hook. Mm-hmm. But Moana... But he's also selfish. He's selfish. Moana's powers are less, like, surface-level tangible. Yeah. But yeah, she's exactly. the one who makes it happen. Exactly. Like, without her, like, you couldn't actually harness the power of, of Maui. You know right. what I mean? Which I feel like... If we redefine like what actually makes a god, it's not the I don't think it's the powers themselves. I think it's like what makes you execute them. Like that's kind of what made Percy Jackson become a demigod and Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Is he like made the gods like he had the powers, but like he also made the gods execute certain things. I don't know how far we want to take that though. Cause okay. at the same time, right, like I wouldn't go as far to say Percy Jackson was like a god god. Cause, like, he was a demigod. Li- literally a demigod. He was a demigod. That that's fair. But just because he acted like a god sometimes Ooh, actually, I don't know. That's tough. Because is identity heritage or is identity action? That's like the central question. I think it can here. be. I think it can be both. Like it can take both forms. But the way, like the way I'm looking at this is like, let's say you're running like a like you're a politician and you have like a political team, right? Mm-hmm. Like the politician might be the one on the front, but like if you actually think about it, like who's running the show? It's probably their chief of staff. So like who's the one who's actually executing like what's happening? Like it's their chief of staff who like actually has like the like the politician themselves has like the power, but like the execution actually lar- largely Ooh. comes from like the the chief of staff and the work they do. Wait, so are you saying that power isn't defined by how many actions you take? It's defined by who you make take action. It's defined by what you make take action. And if you're making more ta- if you're making more things take action than um, than the person who like supposedly has a higher title or higher status than you, then you have more power than them. Because power isn't just a static. Power is through execution. I think. Yeah. That so in in this scenario, like to to um, extrapolate this, I would say like um, I would say Maui is the politician and Moana is the chief of staff. And who actually does more? Chief the movie's not called Maui. Yeah, facts. I sort of feel like they're running mates. Not gonna lie. Okay. And Maui's like, Maui's like a vi- a washed up vice president who like used to be some hotshot governor. And Moana's like some random. What's a hotshot governor? That's a, that's a, like. There are plenty of hotshot governors. Like who? I don't know. Probably someone. I guess um, Andrew Gillum would have been a hotshot go- governor. No, I wouldn't call. He would, like he would have been a hotshot governor. No, he would have been a good governor. What's a hotshot? A hotshot's gonna be good. He's a hotshot. I dude. feel like hotshot has negative connotations, though. No, it doesn't. Hotshots can be good. Barack Obama was a hotshot. You think it has negative connotations? I'm yeah. looking this up right now. We'll look up the wow. actual. Why are you looking up so much stuff, man? Because it's an easy way to prove points. I do think that, like Moana, it could be like 
an upstart senator from, I don't know, let's say the Bronx, like in this analogy, who happens to be so like an, president. an Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, that's, that's... But she can't run for president because she's too young. Well, she couldn't leave the... Moana couldn't leave the island because her dad forbade it, and he was like the king of the island. So you're saying that if Ocasio-Cortez broke the law and ran for president, which she constitutionally couldn't do, she would be like Moana. All I'm saying is that Henry Clay was inducted into the Senate when he was 28, and the minimum age is 30. Was he really? Yeah, he really was. What? Isn't that crazy? How did that happen? Also, how did we get here from Disney movies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a sick conversation. Yeah. Actually, how did Henry Clay get into the com- or into the Senate when he was 27? I think kind of no one just cared, honestly. Really? Yeah. They were like, eh, hey, you're cool. Okay. I think. For the record, hotshot means an important person or an exceptionally able person. Yeah, but that's the that's the denotation. The connotation. No, is that's negative. no that yeah, that's the denotation. Okay, fine. I'll look up hotshot connotation. Google has all the answers. Wow. And all of my data. You're please attached don't, to your please, phone, bro. I'm not attached to honestly, we are all cyb- cyborgs. I believe that hundred percent. People say like we'll be cyborgs in the future. We are cyborgs right now. If you check your phone more than once an hour, you are a cyborg. You're checking your phone more than you go to the bathroom. If going to the bathroom makes you human and makes you who you are, then being, then checking what? your phone also, if you do it more, also makes you who you or is part of who you are. So you are a cyborg. I want to argue I think with you, but I don't know how because it sounds kind of true. Not going to lie. Okay, there's the only negative connotation of hot job that I can find via the intranet is a talented and successful person. Someone who is uh, successful or skillful in a showy or flashy way. Showy so I guess or there flashy. Is, I guess showy or flashy is. Yeah. But like also when someone's showy or flashy, like you kind of are attracted. Like that's like kind of cool. Right. It's Sometimes. Like, if you're not a like It's like kind of a cognitive dissonance thing. Right? If you pretend that you don't like it, but then deep down you're like, all right, I see you. Yeah, but I also do respect like humility. Yeah. But like- I don't know. I feel like if I had one criticism of like Barack Obama, for example, it's like that he was like a little bit flashy sometimes, and like he did like engage in like some celebrity like indulgence and things like that. Like, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of that comes from the place of like he's black, right, and like so he's held to a higher standard in a lot of ways, as like because he's not he's not just a president; he's a black president, right? Mm-hmm. And he has to represent his whole race in that office, mm-hmm. not just to the U.S. but to the entire world. What does that have to do with? Being showy or flashy. You're saying that if, means that if any, somebody else did the same thing, they wouldn't be Yeah, white presidents do things for themselves all the time. Right? Like, I mean, I totally agree that Trump does plenty for himself, far more than Obama did. Yeah. Like, I have far greater criticism for um, our current POTUS, but, like, I, I'm, I can't think of, like, a good example because I think, like, a lot— Like, honestly, the nature of running for office is that people are often, like, showy or flashy. I feel like the nature of running for office is being showy or flashy while making people think that you're down to earth. Yeah, but like if you really think about it, most people would admit that they think like all politicians are like arrogant. So like I feel like that actually is a very valid criticism of Obama. Not, Uh not like obviously I have like implicit biases that are about that, but I do think that's like a pretty valid criticism Uh because he did spend a lot of time like I mean like I won't fault him for golfing, but like he did spend a lot of time with like Steph Curry or like Tom Hanks or like um, Richard Branson. Like why is he spending time with Richard Branson? That's fair. Anyways, anyway. Favorite Disney movie. Okay, so I was having trouble thinking about this because I have trouble differentiating between like which movies are Pixar and which movies are That's real. Disney. That is so um, real. Like I kind of forget to pay attention to that stuff sometimes. Um, but I think probably my favorite Disney movie. I want to talk about my favorite TV uh, Disney show as well. Okay. Um, okay. My favorite Disney movie is uh, without a doubt Peter Pan. Ooh. Um, explain. Peter Pan, like the the idea of like going somewhere and living there and never growing up is like something that is just so, like, beautiful and magical and, like, makes my heart jump. I just love the idea of, like, never growing up and, like, continuing youthfulness 
and like continuing shenanigans and continuing like scheming and like you know thinking up ideas and like pursuing them like for the entirety of your life like that's just a beautiful idea mm. um young forever not just young forever but just like young and like adventuring forever um huh. and like i'm a little bit too young to be like considering my own mortality um i'm only 19 <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um but like but like i and like i don't have any signs of like actually getting old or anything but like i like really tapping into like youthfulness of like even youthfulness from when you're like in middle school and when you're young and like when you're super creative like that's something I strive to do today um I think like when we start acting like we're like we're old people um mm. is like where it gets boring can you go back once you start acting like an old person I, I like, think how hard is it to go back I think you can go back so I like I, I, I that's why I think like a lot of people can rediscover their youth like when they're older um so I don't think like you're ever too far do gone. people actually do that not often, but I, th- I don't. I think it's possible. Um, huh. But I think an easier way is just to like never, never like ditch your true authentic self. And I think most people's authentic self contains a lot of youthfulness. Mm. Um, yeah, and I also just find like Peter Pan like a really inspiring uh, character. Like the way he exhibits like leadership, as well as like how he's like kind of a tragic hero in like some of the like negative qualities he has, like that are pretty endearing. Um, of like being kind of speaking of like flashy and showy mm. and like a little ostentatious. Um, he's just like a fun. He's like a fun character. Yet, like, super inspiring. Like, I want to share one of my favorite quotes from Peter Pan, which is, the moment you doubt whether you can fly, you cease forever to be able to do it. Um, and I think, like, there are a ton of really cool, like, A, just quotes, but also, like, ideas for, um, like, regular life in Peter Pan that just make it, like, really beautiful. Wow. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. What do you think your least favorite Disney movie is? Or, like, if you could make one Disney movie just not exist? Okay. This might be a little bit of a hot take. Okay. Um, I'm ready. I'm not a fan of Cinderella. Okay, explain. Why? Um, Why? What What don't you like about it? Yeah, okay, so I like Cinderella stories. When people say like, oh, that team is a Cinderella story or that person is a Cinderella uh-huh. story. Like people overcoming all odds. Like I think that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So like what it has become and what it has done for society is really cool. When I actually look at the story though... Um, Isn't that just a word though that we can use to this? Like those totally. people existed before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I think we could use that by itself. But what I really don't like about Cinderella is like her trajectory of like succeeding is solely based off external validation from like one from like somebody else. Uh huh. Um. So like like it's when like the shoe fits and like the guy realizes that he's like in love with her. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That she's the one that like he was looking for. Um. And she's like held back because like everyone else thinks that like she's not greater. I kind of forget the story, but like her yeah. stepsisters are like rude to her, and her like stepmom is like. But no, I, I I agree with that. I feel like it teaches kids like self worth is based on like what other people think. Or like I will like I will be happy once I like either like once I like fall in love or like once somebody else like validates yeah. me. Whereas like what I really strive for is like I think Cinderella stories where people validate themselves and believe in myself uh-huh. and say Fuck you to everyone else who doesn't right. believe in them is like really awesome. How awesome would that be if Cinderella was just Cinderella going up to like her evil stepmom and saying like you i'm going to this ball anyway i'm gonna go ball it at this ball yes i'm gonna have a great time yes it's all because of me and it's not because anyone else like gave me some glass exactly exactly and like don't get me wrong like i love a good love story Mm -hmm. um it's a love story baby baby, just just say yes yes. that was inevitable yeah um but like i love a good love story um but i i don't with things that promote people uh believing in themselves only when other people finally believe in them okay that's yeah. very fair. Which excludes a lot of, like, popular media because that's a pretty popular mm-hmm. idea. It really is. Um, like, there's so much fake empowerment. Yeah. What is fake empowerment? To me, it's like... Dictionary exactly, definition. It's exactly what you described. Um, wow. 
That's the dictionary Great definition. definition. Exactly what <laughs> he looked in the dictionary and it just says exactly what he described. Yeah. Not even a reference to who he is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like he in capital letters, wait, so it denotes we, God. <laughs> wait, cut. What are we defining again? <laughs> we don't have to cut. We're defining uh what you said it, dude. You were defining um Oh, fake empowerment. Fake yeah, empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, fake empowerment is like This is a fun this is a fun podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, gonna edit this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's when um it's when like people in power like essentially throw you like some scraps. Basically. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. So, like, the, and like, then it men, makes you complacent. Right, like men giving women, men in power giving women just enough so that they don't complain, yeah. rather than pushing for true equity. Or like even, um, even like I don't know the popular kid like saying a compliment to like a, like a less popular kid and that that person like contriving joy from that. Right. Like that's a natural human emotion. I don't I don't fault anybody from that. I think it perpetuates a system of like that's why the popular kid is smart or is uh, popular is because like they continue to benefit from a system where they're like giving somebody a little bit of something and then like just enjoying like the popularity that comes from their validation validating somebody. That's so true. And like I think this is one of the this is like one of those intent versus impact things like it's totally possible for that to be problematic when the popular kid is like, "Hey, I want to help out like this like kid who's getting beat up on yeah wait say that again so like i was i was totally listening it's (laughs) (laughs) this is a really fun podcast um but like basically the popular kid right like if the popular kid like cared cared like cared deeply Mm -hmm. enough to really remedy the problem Mm -hmm. he would like take that kid under his wing and like you know be friends with him or like you know hang out with him whatever yeah um but like by throwing by like making minimal effort like it means a lot to I think both parties, but it the impact is like tangible but small. I would say. Yeah, I guess where what I'm thinking about is like the stereotypical like popular kid who like I don't know maybe like Mean Girls is a good example where yeah. like where like she's so I forget her name um where she's like so Rachel McAdams is the actress uh-huh. where she's like so mean to everybody uh-huh. and like awful all the time and then that makes it so like people are scared of her and then when she does like say this nice compliment to someone like I think she says like oh I like your sweater is like the uh-huh. classic line and then she turns around to her friend and she's like I hate that sweater yeah um I like remember that scene really well <laughs> um. But it's like that kind of system where like they're so uh, kind of entitled all the time and then offer somebody else like a little bit of that validation from their entitlement. So like it puts all the weight on on their decision of like whether they're validated or not. And like Mean Girls, I think, is a good example. I actually think it's semi based off the Cinderella story um, really? of like, yeah, like unpopular girl like becomes oh. popular. And then like it's a bit derivative because she kind of like gets revenge on the popular uh-huh. girls at the end. That's what I don't like about Cinderella is that it is so uh, based off of like the decision of this one dude like that this girl is hot basically uh-huh. right and that she's cool. That's real. Um, I'd have to say my least favorite Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Really? Yeah. Why? One hundred percent. Well, but she sees Beauty in the Beast. Beauty is the internal. I guess my issue with it is like I'm a I'm a child of an interracial marriage, right? Uh-huh. And. I don't know. To me, it feels like it conflates interracial relationships with bestiality. Whoa. And, like, I was, I didn't really, like, Can I you remember, say bestiality on air? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're chilling. I, I think so. We're chilling. Well, I said it, so we're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bro, get your shit together. <laughs> um, I would say that for me, like, watching that as a kid, I never liked that movie. Mm-hmm. I can never really put a finger on why, but... At the end of it, I realized, like, it's because, like, the beauty is, like, some nice, like, white princess, and the mm-hmm. beast is, like, supposed mm-hmm. to, 
like it felt it was just a little too symbolic and like yeah. a little too close to home. Yeah. Like the beast was like some from some faraway land or whatever. And like my dad is like from Canada, originally from Africa. Some faraway land of India, Canada. Right? Some faraway no, land like, called Canada. <laughs> okay, but originally. It's called Canada, eh? Whatever. You, we have there in the North bro, Country. You didn't let me finish my fucking sentence. <laughs> but whatever. You said some faraway land Canada. Well, like. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. Don't cut it. Don't cut it. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> go, dude. <laughs> Evan's having a laughing fit right now. Oh, damn, I forgot about this. <laughs> I had two. Don't cut it. It's hilarious. You better not. No, I'm definitely putting this on. I'm not editing this. No. <laughs> okay, we're, we're From back. From Canada, eh? <laughs> um, anyways, I was saying, like, my dad was originally... He's originally from Africa. His family's originally from India, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I was like, oh, faraway land. Wait, those yeah. places seem kind of far, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a second. Right, and, like, that that was when it hit me. Like, the beat, like... Yeah, the, plus you mix Canada in there. <laughs> don't don't start this again. <laughs> so that, that just really got me. Uh-huh. And I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more upset about it, especially because of, like, things like fetishizing interracial relationships to interracial children. Yeah. And, like, sometimes people will get into interracial relationships just because, like, they want to see if, like, it's better or whatever. Bull****, right? So to me, like, what's supposed to be a feel-good, like, love-who-you-want story just, like, really, really glosses over some important stuff. If you were to rewrite Beauty and the Beast to, like, reflect socially uh, something positive... What would you, how would you rewrite it? Just make it somebody of another race? I would make it, I would get rid of the title Beauty and the Beast. I don't uh-huh. know what i call it, but just like, I don't know, love each other, yay, or something like that. I don't love know. Love each other, yay is. That's a quality is, title. Is the, uh, <laughs> it's coming out in 2020. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Love yourself, yay? Lo- no, love each other, Love yay. each other, yay. And then it would just be like a normal interracial couple. What if it was Beauty in the Beast mode? Ooh. Wait, no, because then that fetishizes interracial relationships again, right? Because, like, then the whole idea is, like, beast mode is, like, going... Like, especially if beauty's white and beast mode is black, right? What if, what if then it's, it's the like, Well, then that's better. What if the beauty is the man? Yo. The beauty is a man, I don't know what race, uh, and the woman is... Beast mode. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, there's, like, a lot of bestiality in Disney movies. Like, what about... What's the one where he kisses the frog? Oh, Prince... The Princess Frog? It's something. Yeah, something like that. It's like super popular. We should remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I need to brush up on my Disney movies. Yeah, and also something else problematic about Disney movies. There's the one where he kisses her in her sleep. Oh. He did not get consent. He did not get consent from Sleeping Beauty. No, like, that's not... And, like, they weren't... They That was, like, not... That was new, too. Like, that that was, like, the start of their relationship. Like, that's not cool. He didn't know her. You can't do that. Dude who kissed Sleeping Beauty... Get your act together. Damn. This episode, this segment started out as our favorite Disney movies and yeah. why we think Disney movies are dope, but I'm I'm rethinking the institution of Disney yeah, right same. now. That's, like, really problematic. It's, it is. So, like, I'll give props to Disney for, like, Mulan and Moana. They've and made some good developments. They've made no some doubt. good developments. I need to rewatch Mulan, or, like, watch Mulan for the first time, though. Cause mm. that, and you should rewatch it, because I feel like something tells me there's going to be some problematic I there. think it's, like, pretty racist about, like, some Asian stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think also it, Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin has some weird Middle Eastern racism. I'm there. not even gonna get into Aladdin. That will take like the a, first scene. There's like 
uh, I just remember watching it in my Middle Eastern Studies class in high school, mm -hmm. which in itself was like pretty racist. So mm -hmm. sorry if my Middle Eastern teachers, Studies in Maine. Yeah, <laughs> some issues in uh, in that one for sure. Mm -hmm. Although my teacher did a pretty good job, like she researched pretty well. It was just like uh, not like it's kind of an, one of those electives that people take to like get in a hundred. Yeah. Um, and like I don't know, it didn't really get the most like uh, right. open crowd. I will say. Okay. Um, I can see that. But yeah, my teacher did her best. And I remember we watched the first scene of Aladdin, and I just remember it being like super racist. Yeah, I remember the whole movie that. being really racist. Yeah. Like the idea that like m like Arabian people somehow have genies just like chilling in bottles somewhere. Who yeah, can, like, yeah, yeah. Make them fly around on magic carpets. Which, right? like, by the way, like it was just point out if that was the case, that's a good life. Yeah, that would be actually sick. like, but I don't think that's true <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, so like it's just. It's just rough, honestly. Yeah. And, like, that's the perception that's, that's that white tough. kids in America get of Middle Eastern yeah. people along with, like, terrorists. So then, like, we yeah. get this divide between Old Middle East, which, like, must have been some romantic place with genies and bottles and stuff, uh -huh. and then New Middle East, which and must just be all up. Right. Which is, like, both narratives are complete BS. Yeah. And I think the first one, honestly, feeds the second one in some harmful ways. Totally. No doubt. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I am... If I had a resolution from this conversation is that I want to learn a little bit more about... A, like how Disney has potentially contributed to or reflected some like negative social trends mm -hmm. and negative social perceptions in America. And B, I'm actually pretty curious about like if I actually support Disney in theory. Yeah, same. Like I definitely support Moana. There's no doubt about that. And I definitely support The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which was the episode, which mm -hmm. is the show I wanted to say that I just think is so good. Right. It's so good. Uh, the Sweet Life on Deck, even better. It's hilarious. Okay. So I definitely support them in some veins, but I'm curious of like to what extent I should be supporting Disney. Honestly, I agree. I think it goes back to like what you were talking about earlier, like fake empowerment. Like they do yeah. just enough for people to be like, oh, look at Disney. Like they have. I mean, like, but they great, did a great job with Moana. They did a great they job with Moana. Did. But like all I'm saying is for every like great job with a movie they did, there are like a few more out there that have some serious, serious problems. Yeah. So I don't I don't know of like any new Disney movies coming out, but like we'll see. We'll see we'll where see. they go we'll from see. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by The Walk of Shame. You wanted it so bad. But you know you'll hate yourself for it afterwards. But it's so tempting. But then again, it'll just leave you heartbroken. You hear it calling your name, and so at last, you throw a caution to the wind and go for it. But then, it's over. And as you walk back to your dorm, you realize that you just used the very last of your meal plan dollars. The walk of shame. Don't worry about your meal plan dollars. I'm sure you have plenty left. Thank you to our sponsor... We'd now like to introduce you a classic song that will be our song of the day. Yeah. So this song is very much in keeping with the spirit of the NFL. I thought that Big Boy during the NFL halftime show uh, got totally gypped. Like he literally oh, was on screwed. there for like 30 seconds. Yeah. I would honestly much rather. one verse. I would much rather see him play a set than Adam Levine. No offense to Adam, yeah. Adam no, Levine. No offense to Adam Levine. I would much rather Big Boy play all the sets and you just be like maybe somewhere in the stadium. Okay, rip Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam uh, Evan Adam is not Levine. a fan. I am a fan of Adam Levine. I just I I'm not a fan of Adam Levine's performance though. That was trash. Yeah, I thought it was kind of mediocre. I it was when he took his shirt off though. Like he he's he's a good looking dude. I respect that. Yeah. Um, but although too many tattoos for my taste. Anyways, that's not the point. Um, the point is that Big Boy should have gotten more time. And in keeping with that spirit, we're gonna play a classic song from one of our favorite bands, Outkast. Yes. Here it is, Rosa Parks. Lose that food, save it by the moves in the back of the boards. Lose your own ball and strong big boards. Be the type of people make the club. 
the type of people made the club get for. Many a day has passed, the night has gone by, but still I find the time to put that bump off in your eye. Total chaos, but these playoffs thought we was absent. We're taking another route to represent the Dungeon family like Ray Day. Me and my decide to take the back way. We step in every city, then we headed to that back cave. ATL, Georgia, where do we do? Fall ya, Bulldog and hoes like them Georgetown Hawkins. Boy, you signed the silly thing, my room is sitting pretty, doing donuts while you suckers like them suckers around titties. Damn, we the committee, gon' burn it down, but us gon' bust you in the mouth with the chorus now. Say, Anyway, but anyhow, when and die, went on out and bought it, cause I thought it would be jamming, but examine all the flaws, get walls get awfully, sand and it's costly, but that's all shit, wrote, and I hope I never have to float in that boat, up creek, it's sweet, it's the last quote that I wanna hear when I'm going down, when all said and done, and we got a new Joe in town, when the record player get to skipping and slowing down, all y'all can say is them Contact sports are pretty sick. Yeah, I would. I'm a agree. big fan. I I think like the most fun sports to watch are contact sports. I I think I agree with that too. Yeah. Like it's it's tough. It's a little tough ethically, and I, we'll get into that a bit more later. But yeah. like just from like if you're completely distant from the players, like just like watching the sport as a sport and not paying attention to what's happening to the guys on the rink or on the field. What's like your favorite contact sport to watch, or like your favorite sport in general? If it's not a contact sport, that's cool. I'd say either. College football or hockey or basketball, hockey. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how I say hockey? And, uh, that's how, like, people who don't play hockey say hockey. 
Like, you know what I mean? I disagree with that in every possible way. But What do you mean? I feel like that's how Canadians say hockey. That's like a Midwestern thing. Hockey? Hockey. No one actually says, like, hockey, though. Yeah, that's true. Not, like, that accentuated. Yeah. People just say hockey. Yeah. That's yeah. how you say it, hockey. Okay, anyway. Um, what do you think your favorite one is to play? Ooh, my favorite one to play... Um, either soccer or hockey. Um, Ooh, would like, you consider soccer a contact sport? Yeah, very much so. Dude, Explain so, as much as as much as basketball is a contact sport. If basketball is a contact sport, then soccer is definitely a contact sport. No, yeah, actually, about. I don't know if basketball is a contact sport now. Okay, fine. Know. Then there's like different levels of contact sports, yeah. and I'd say like soccer is definitely like a level down, but it's definitely still a contact. Like, yeah, it's it's on the same level as basketball. I'd say. I, I agree with that. Um, maybe even like higher because I think like. There is poten- there's like more potential for like head injuries and stuff. That's definitely soccer. true. Um, but yeah, actually, probably definitely hockey. I played hockey for like 14 mm-hmm. years. Um, I'm pretty sick at it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, this um, smells good. Actually, like, I, I I would be humble about it, but like that's one thing that I was like actually really good at when I was growing up. Like there's a lot of shit I wasn't good at, but I was pretty good at hockey. Uh, it was really like definitely my thing. Um, I like joined a travel team when I was pretty young. Um, went to like nationals a couple times. That was pretty sick. What but, was your favorite part about playing hockey, and then why did you? before you had to. yeah um so my favorite part about playing hockey i was like kind of a finesse player uh, mm-hmm. i was like a finesse player and a grinder so I, would, I was center um and um i was like when i finally quit i was like second line on like one of the best teams in the state um but before that i was like um i played like a lot of left wing as well um my and my favorite part about it was uh, like goal scoring as well as like um like the playmaking of the game uh-huh. um like i i loved like uh, like I mastered like the saucer pass when I was like mm-hmm. in first grade. Like I was super okay, young. okay. I see yeah, you. sorry, I didn't mean to flex, but um, that was a major. Flex. Yeah, that's pretty big flex. Flex so, alert. Uh, got, got some sauce, no doubt. I think saucer pass might be the origin of like how, when people talk about sauce. Is it? It might be. No, I feel like it's like handles in basketball. Really? Yeah. But people don't say or like, like hot sauce. Like hot sauce spices up food. Sauce spices up life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like sauce is like like a saucer pass is like you you got sauce like you got the sauce if you if you were giving a saucer pass like that's like a finesse. Like, I, feel I feel like, like they're that's all like interconnected, honestly. Possibly. Multiple what origins. what came first, the sauce or the saucer? Sauce, because you can't have something to put sauce in without sauce. But you can't. There's no meaning to the sauce without the saucer. No, there is. You can have sauce in a bottle. But isn't the bottle the you saucer? Sauce in a bowl. Isn't the bottle the saucer? No, the like bottle's this. a bottle. The but the bottle can objects. also be a saucer. I think I think the sauce is semi meaningless without the saucer, because like a person can Ooh. be a saucer too. And like if sauce just exists in a vacuum, and this is like the metaphorical sauce, like oh he's got sauce. Honestly, po- most of our listeners probably don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, that got kind of cryptic, but um, yeah, I would love I love like the playmaking of the mm-hmm. game. Um, and was super into that. I was always smaller than everybody else on the ice, like yeah. all the time. Uh, I always had to be on a line where like. One person was like, I was usually like the assist guy and like semi goal scorer. Usually was on a line with like a goal scorer and then like a bruiser. So like somebody who would um, like kind of like protect us, honestly. Yeah. Um, finally quit hockey because I got my second concussion. First concussion, I got like slammed into the boards really hard when I was Ooh. playing. Uh, I was in like seventh grade, but I was playing with uh, like with a team of like high schoolers. Um, got hit really hard by like a really big kid. Uh, and then second concussion, I got uh, I got slammed into like the, um, the crossbar actually um, when I was in the oh. crease. Ouch. Yeah. So then I quit and ran cross country and also got a concussion doing that. But that's a story for another time. Okay, that's like yeah. talented, honestly. Cross <laughs> country concussion. Um, but yeah, so that's why I quit is because honestly, the contact of it, like I, I cared too much about my brain. I thought I had a path out of Maine um, with education, and I, I and I got out here because I don't I don't think honestly I would have been able to pursue education to the extent that I did if I if I continued to play hockey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that might be a hot take right there. <laughs> 
That is a very, very, that's strong. Wow. Well, it wasn't I'm just like I it, believe it. It wasn't just like the time commitment, right? It was also like the um, the mentality around it. Like I love all the guys that I played with, but like they weren't really motivating me to like study in school right. or like pursue entrepreneurial ideas. Like mm-hmm. if anything, they were taking away from that, mm-hmm. you know. And like it was very much the bro culture, and that's where I got like hockey's where I very much got like a lot of my bro characteristics. Yeah. Um, but it's also where I got like some of my more like toxic masculinity related characteristics too. I think I agree. Like yeah very much with that and like mm-hmm. i was nowhere near as good as you that's not true um no it is true um but it's like comparing apples and oranges <laughs> no we're both apples because we both anyway um, I'm, in, I'm in orange if i had to choose oh wow i just put you in a box like that i'm so sorry don't put me in a box bro okay um anyway i think for me probably the toughest the reason i loved those sports it was like the it was the strategy honestly uh-huh. like Hockey, like, coming up the boards, you got to, like, predict where everyone's going to move. Yeah. You got to, like, time your pass yeah. exactly right. You got to know exactly where to put your body. You have to be really in transaction with the game. I like, think. the best players are those who, like, see a couple moves ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, like I remember class craze my coach would say, is, like, don't move where the puck is, move where the puck is going. Uh-huh. And I feel like, so I loved it for that reason. Yeah. I feel like a more subconscious reason I loved it is was because for the longest time, contact sports were what it meant to me to be a man. Okay. Um, my dad's part Canadian, Mm -hmm. um, or I guess from Canada, whatever. Uh Um, and they're like, if you're a kid in Canada, you pretty much play hockey. Yeah. Like that's just the norm. It's very much different than here. Um, and so like someone who I really looked up to would be going to the rink two, three nights a week. Yeah. Um, just to like skate and like play some, play some like adult league stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember really looking up to that and really, especially looking up to the physicality. Mm-hmm. Cause like I was, a, especially when I was younger, I had a like pretty late, or I had, a, I had the hockey cutoff worked in such a way that I was older than a lot of the kids. Uh-huh. Um, you were older. Or wait, no, I was younger. Never yeah. mind. But I was like, I grew big early or something. So you like big early, okay. I could be an enforcer for a long time. I do think like that all changed for me when I got to high school in part because the kids who I was around, mm-hmm. like they were, they were like, the kids in middle school were like broy, but like I didn't understand it, and I was a pretty independent middle schooler. When I was in high school, I was the smallest, worst kid on the team. Uh-huh. Um, I would get beat up. Like I would try to play like my physical style because like that's what I thought. Like that's what a manly man is supposed to do. Like I'm just supposed to throw my body in there and not care what happens. Mm. Um, and that like crashed and burned. Quite yeah. frankly, I stuck through the end of sophomore year, and then I got injured, and I was like. I can't do this anymore. And uh-huh. I was really torn up about it at the time. In retrospect, best decision I ever made. Yeah. I was actually just talking, especially because it was a Catholic high school hockey team. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was one of, I think, two people of color on the team. Okay. So I was, like, any um, connection I would have had with them over, like, locker room fun and stuff, like, because of that isolation. Was that because you weren't Catholic or because you are a person of color? I think both. Okay. Honestly. Uh-huh. Um, but... For me, just not having that connection to those guys uh-huh. and, like, seeing them say things that were directly antithetical to who I was and what I yeah. believed, that just, like, pushed me over the edge. Yeah. And um, how long, like, how long could you take that for? I, like, I how, when did that start to overcome? Like, what was the mark of that when that started to overcome, like, how much you loved the game? That was, it was after I got my injury uh-huh. and over that next summer while I was recovering, I was like, wait a second, I missed the game. But I absolutely, and like I sort of knew before, but like I was just like, I absolutely do not miss any of these guys. Yeah. I would be fine if I went through the rest of my life 
and only saw like the one or two guys who were like nice to me. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a really tough environment I decided to put myself into because uh-huh. like that was what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. I actually had a semi similar like social experience with it. Like it wasn't quite as, a, not, you know, I take that back. It was like, I just felt like there was, there was a certain type of person who was accepted right. on the team. Right. And mm-hmm. that person was like, A, like hockey was kind of their life. Right. Right. And like B, anybody who hockey like wasn't their life, like was kind of shamed for that. Yeah. No, I remember like, yeah, that was exactly the same for me. And like, I was so, I wanted to be so much more than hockey. And at some point I realized like I have to choose. Yeah. Um, so that was honestly a really tough moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you could go back, would you not play hockey? I don't know. I did get a concussion when I was really little playing hockey. Really? Um, I didn't know that. I don't think I have, I've, I've had way too many concussions, not going to lie. Really? How many I had, have you had? I've had three. Uh-huh. Only one was from hockey and that was when I was really young. Uh-huh. One was from lacrosse. Uh-huh. Um, Lacrosse is a contact sport. Lacrosse is a contact sport. Especially, like, I play goalie. That is full contact. If someone is running up on you, you go up, you lay them out. If you can't get your stick to the ball, you kick it, you get your body in front of it, you do whatever you can to keep that ball out of the net. Uh Which was a great feeling when, like, some big white dude from, like, Bloomfield Hills would run up on me and I would just stuff him. And Uh I'd be like, yeah, I just did that. You can't do anything about it. Uh But it could also be a terrible feeling because, like, you can put whole games on yourself that you really shouldn't. Mm. So that was, that was really tough too. Hmm. Um, but I honestly think like my mental capacity is reduced from what it would be otherwise yeah. because of, because of those concussions. Yeah. So quick question. We have to end the segment cause we're running out of time. Um, which is a bummer cause like we, we could go way deeper into, yeah. this, into this conversation. But, um, when you have kids, like will you let them play contact sports? Like, do you think the benefits outweigh, um, the negatives or do you think the negatives outweigh the benefits? I would think long and hard about it. Yeah. Um, I would let... I'd honestly think about this is a hot take, yeah. Especially because of a lot of like public dialogue, yeah. I would think hard about letting them play football, yeah. Um, I w- I don't think I'd let my kids play football. Yeah, for me it was just like I've always loved. It, it's such a midwestern thing to just toss around a ball, uh-huh. and I always wished I'd been like it'd been something more to me. But yeah. on the other hand, but I but that's total- different than like actually playing football. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I would think about that. I don't know about hockey and lacrosse because I love the games. But my kids aren't going to be white, and I don't know if I want them exposed to that environment. Interesting. But do you think, like, maybe part of it is, like, changing that environment? Maybe. And, like, A, depending on where you live, like, the environment yeah. will be different from that. That's true. Like, if I live in... Bay Area. Maybe. Or, like, Bay Area, maybe. Or upstate New York, where most lacrosse players are Native American. Or, really? Uh, yeah, like Seneca or just Iroquois in general. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't that kind of like where the origin of lacrosse that, was? That was the origin of lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, lacrosse yeah. has been a game, like if you want to talk about cultural appropriation, lacrosse is a completely appropriated game. It was like a semi-spiritual game, like not even just for the Iroquois. Like there are stories of um, Chippewa in northern Michigan playing a lacrosse game to distract British soldiers and then raid their fort. Mm. Right? Lacrosse is like an intensely historical game in a lot of contexts that are not white. And you're saying it's being been appropriated because the majority of players are white? Yeah. I would say that, and like now today, like, even, like so, like you could you could say the same thing for hockey then, because hockey's been played by like Native Canadians for a long time. The difference is that hockey was invented in the eighteen nineties by whites. It was, yeah, but like remnants of it are far further back than that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe like it's... modern hockey, like the NHL was what, like nineteen oh six or nineteen nineteen oh nine? Sorry. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, so hockey definitely didn't, like, wasn't, like, the origin definitely wasn't 1890. Maybe, like, modern hockey. Modern hockey. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if I jive with that argument because, like, I don't, like, it, like, a, they're, like, most sports have been, like, started somewhere and, like, just because they're adopted by another, like, another place, like, does that make it wrong? There's a difference between adopted and co-opted, right? If lacrosse wasn't just, it wasn't just like white people were like, hey, we're going to go start playing lacrosse, right? White people fundamentally changed the game, the way the game of lacrosse was played, right? They like, lacrosse used to be played over miles and miles of open field with uh-huh. like much smaller stick heads and much like differently structured. But game, I mean, all the sports have changed and developed. Yeah, but it's not, it wasn't like a I feel mutual. like the argument is against itself because either you're taking something that's not yours or... Like, are you saying they took something that's not theirs? Yeah, or... that's exactly what I'm saying. But you just, said they, all, you just said they changed it. They took something that wasn't theirs, they changed it, and they used it for profit. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't I don't jive with that argument because, like, I'm trying to think of another, like, uh, an analogous, like, sports example, but, like, I'm struggling to do so. Like, soccer, for example. Like, soccer, I don't really know the origins of it, but, like, it's it, it's definitely been co-opted by, like, a lot of a lot of places. And, like, yes, it has been used for profit, but, like, it's also used as, like, a force for good because, like, most like most cultures, like, play soccer now and, like, it's definitely a connection. Like, the World Cup is, like, a super good thing for like, diplomacy, for example. Sure, but the difference between soccer and lacrosse is soccer is inclusive and the structure of the game of lacrosse in the United States is very, very exclusive. How so? Um, in terms of racial makeup, there's something like one or two black players in Major League Lacrosse mm-hmm. out of, like, hundreds and hundreds. It's also just not a popular sport. It's popular in the East Coast, though, and, like, the East Coast is plenty diverse. How come nobody goes to MLL games? Well, yeah, that's fair. Professional lacrosse isn't popular. But, again, that ties into, like, it being constructed as an exclusive sport, right? Like if, It's if, exclusive in terms of cost, definitely. Exclusive somewhat in terms of cost, but, like, I would argue hockey in Canada is more, um, is more inclusive than, um, than lacrosse in America. Right? I don't know and about hockey, that. I have a buddy who, like, tried to play, like, junior hockey in Saskatchewan, uh-huh. and, like, some of the shit that he's described to me, like, that's what you'd expect in, like, Alabama in, like, 1970. Mm-hmm. Sure, because it's Saskatchewan, but, like, in Toronto or Montreal, like, completely different. There's still not that I'm not many, saying, like... I'm not saying there aren't problems with it. I'm saying the cross is worse. Maybe, yeah. Hockey's, in, like, Hockey's incredibly white in, in even in Montreal or, like, in, yeah. like, Toronto or, like, surrounding areas. Yeah. That's fair. So, like, the thing about, like, I guess, like, what is the core argument about lacrosse? Like, the core argument was it was a native game. White people have taken it and made it a white game. And, like, all, made it a white game in that white people are, like, more white people are playing it. In that more white people are playing it, and that they completely changed the rules to, like, suit their standards of entertainment rather than the game's original purpose. Which was? Which was mixed between tribes, some, like, in the same way that, like, countries have friendlies, like, it was sort of a bartering tool. It like had some spiritual connotations in some tribes, or like just for like not for entertainment, but for like fun and enrichment. Yeah, I need to learn more about it, but like I, I guess where I disagree is like I'm not sure that's inherently a bad thing. So we're running super low on time um, because we got into some tangents that we weren't expecting to. Mm-hmm. Um, Semi arguments, but productive conversations. Productive conversations. Uh, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna like do hot well. takes like super quick. Okay, Evan, what's your hot take? Um, this one comes from my mentor. Never believe for a second that systems are more important than people. That systems are more important than people. 
So what does that look like on like a day-to-day basis? On a day-to-day basis, it means like if you're in charge of an organization Uh or like a government Uh or even just like a small level thing, Uh right? It's not, it's not even really about like what's the systems you put in place matter. Yeah. But if you have people who can't execute, it doesn't matter what systems you have, but yeah, but like good people can all, or people who know what they're doing can always figure out a way to work within a bad system and make it better. Mm, I, I would agree with that. And I also think that like kind of comes in on a larger level. Like if we're talking about systems as more like societal ideas, of, yeah. like, you know, like racism or like patriarchy or uh, like sexual identity issues, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, like on an individual level, like whether you're friends with someone and whether you can truly trust each other right. is like possibly can like, break through those barriers of the system. It's kind of like um, we were having this conversation with one of our professors, yeah. um, Professor Claude Steele. Um, shout out to him. Shout out Claude Steele. Um, and yeah, he was kind of saying like, you can break through those barriers by like being super genuine and like really being interested in people. Right. And like showing them like your genuine side and not trying to front on them or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And this is also a quick plug because we're going to have uh, uh, Professor Claude Steele on the, on the pod hopefully, in a few weeks. Hopefully. We're working on it. We're we're making the logistics happen. I mean, he agreed. He agreed. Like he agreed. So that's dope. Oh, big um, news. Big right, news. What's your hot take? Uh, my hot take is um, I've been working on like this maxim over the past like a couple weeks, kind of like developing in it, developing it, and like running it, running it by people and stuff like that. Um, I started off by like my first version of it was you're either a creator or a critic. Ooh. Um, like you can choose one or the other. Okay. Um, and then my friend Isaac, uh, shout out Isaac. Um, pointed pointed out that there are like other there can be other other figures of like people who are like benefiting off of the current system and don't critique it because they are like benefiting from it um but also like don't create he calls them like rent seekers um i kind of more see that as like like complacency Mm -hmm. um but then when i really think about it i think like even within myself like i like to consider myself like i'm striving to be a creator right but i can see like characteristics of like a critic in me sometimes which i semi semi try to push down but i think there's also like benefits of it too so my current version of the maxim which is like will will be my official hot take like that's Mm -hmm. the one that's going on the record okay going in the logbooks is um we all have some degree of like a creator and a critic in us Ooh, yeah those are like the two components uh that make up who we are and is it so is it like about the ratio that determines which of those three types you are yes Ooh, that is a hot take you're ba- so you're basically saying nurture over nature. Not basically, but I mean, it comes from a principle of nurture over nature. Right. That's not really like what I'm saying. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can buy that, honestly. Yeah. Like it plays out. I see that play out in the world all the time. Yeah. I buy it. Yeah. And I find it more fun to be around creators, just for the record. Y'all know what PSA stands for? Preposterously sick and awesome. Just kidding. It stands for public service announcement, and we are going to read two of those now and a promo for uh, to fulfill our legal obligations. But stay tuned because we got a nice track coming for you after. It's really nice. It really is. Um, all right. I'm going to read one for the Mostly British Film Festival, and uh, because Evan promised me it wasn't offensive, I'm going to <laughs> do my best to read it in, my in a British accent. He promised. He signed a legal document that said okay, uh, that's British BS, accents bro. aren't All right. Just aren't, read, the, read the thing. Aren't offensive. Read the thing. Come to enjoy the Mostly British Film Festival, celebrating its 11th year from February 14th to the 21st at the Vogue Theatre in San Francisco. If it's at the Vogue Theatre, does that mean it's in Vogue? The festival will present 26 new and classic feature films and documentaries from the UK, Ireland, India, Australia, and South Africa. Those aren't England. That's bad. 
That's why it's mostly British. Oh, okay. The lineup will also include a screening from Mike Newell's classic Four Weddings and a Funeral in honor of its 25th anniversary. For more info, please call 415-346-2274 or visit www.mostlybritish.org. Or text I Heart the Union Jack to 12345. What is a text? Drivers, turn off your idling engines. Every day, millions of parked vehicles idle needlessly, sometimes for hours. But revving is so fun. That's not idling, though. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. An idling car releases the same pollutants as a moving car, and in 10 minutes adds one pound of the carbon dioxide to the atmosphere along with other pollutants linked to human illnesses such as asthma, bronchitis, and cancer. You know what I think? I think the cows are the ones who are causing global warming. The cows? Yeah. Okay, conspiracy theory. We're not going to get into that. Contrary to popular belief, restarting your engine does not burn more fuel than leaving it idling and warming it up for more than 30 seconds actually harms it. Wait, on the real, I actually did think that burned more. I think a lot of people think that because even my driver's ed instructor told me that. What, that cows are more than cars? No, that uh, starting like restarting your oh, engine oh, causes oh, oh, oh. more, uh, takes yeah, more actually, fuel than, than I thought idling. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to know that that's wrong. Turn off your idling engine if you need to wait for more than 10 seconds. Save gas, money, and the air we breathe. For more information, contact the Environmental Defense Fund at edf.org. The Innovators Radio Show and Podcast with your host, Tom Dioro, features one-on-one interviews with thought leaders, founders, and game changers committed to ideas, innovation, and well-executed entrepreneurship. What, what defines a thought leader? They lead you, but through their thinking instead of through their actions. That's, that's my definition. That sounds like a critic. No, actually, I feel like thought leaders can no, be like actors. Because like, it's constructive and not well. destructive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, critiques can be constructive. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, how do you become a thought leader, though? Well, you can tune into KZSU <laughs> on Monday at 11 a.m. for a radio show that illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and outcomes that innovation and entrepreneurship bring to industry, organizations, communities, and individual lives. So that sounds like your answer. Don't miss this locally produced show every Monday morning at 11, exclusively on KZSU. I would totally listen if I was awake at that time. Yeah, same. Facts. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a great time. Uh, Episode four, you wanted some more, so you got it. Let's go. Hey, Evan. Yeah, what's up? Dude, I've been staring at the edge of the water. How... How long have you been staring at the edge of the water, Sammy? Honestly, as as long as I can remember, and I I never really know why. You know... I don't know why. It's just it's just going on. I wish I could be the perfect daughter. What? I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember, never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I come back to the water no matter how hard I try. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go, where I long to be. See the line where the sky needs to see, it calls me, and no one knows how far it goes. If the wind in my sail on the sea stays behind me, one day Just no telling how far I'll go I know every
Everybody on this island seems so happy on this island. Everything is by design. I know everybody on this island has a role on this island. So maybe I can roll with mine. I can lead with pride. I can make us strong. I'll be satisfied if I play along. But the voice inside sings a different song. What is wrong with me? See the light as it shines on the sea. Calling out to me, so come. Fun. 